0: Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper?
1: What's up, nerds? Welcome to another episode of the Multiverse Report. Tonight, we are recapping the week's nerdy news from the Tomb of Archimedes to Metropolis and everywhere in between. My name is Mike Gibson. With me as always is Steve Haller. What's up, Steve?
0: Well, none of those locations are Rich Stadium in Buffalo, New York, where much That's heartache true. just happened for many of us Central New Yorkers. However, we're now coming to you live at 10.10 10 p.m. as opposed to our normal 9.30 because, well, sports happened. Uh, so my, I apologize. Uh, it. My happens. heart
1: goes out to all of you uh, <laughs> Buffalo sports people that apparently feel
0: <laughs> that That cared a about a thing that
1: happened today. That cared about a thing that happened, Yeah. Yep, which I actually watched. Hey, there as you I was go. Expecting you. I actually watched it, uh, or some of it, parts of it, the end of it. Um, But I was not nearly as devastated as you, and I'm sorry, my friend. <laughs> it's
0: all good, man. <laughs> now we're, uh, we were we were just, uh, uh, Mike just lifted me out of my doldrums by talking about Gre- yeah. uh, Green Day and Rancid, and now we're directly into Star Wars and various other things, and it's like, oh, energy's back up. We're doing happy yeah. things again. Talking about some fun stuff. Yeah. Talking about some...
1: Uh, Great music, great bands that we love, and uh, now we're talking about some nerdy stuff that we love, but first, gotta say, this podcast is sponsored by Funky Town Comics and Vinyl in Camilles, New York. Check them out for all your comics, toys, vinyl, record needs. Yeah, they Um, they
0: just got a nice drop on Friday, I think, of uh, some new stuff record-wise, too.
1: Oh, yeah. so Yeah, that's true. Yep. A lot of great stuff going on down there. Also want to remind you that we will be uh, speaking of funky Town comics. They are sponsoring a uh, collector's con Syracuse collector's con March 16th and 17th. Steve and I will be there. We'll have a table mm-hmm. and I'll be selling comic books as well. So uh, you should go be there. Uh, tickets are tickets available already.
0: Yeah. Or when yep. do they, you can get they them at funky yeah. town. Uh, uh, check your check your comic shops around the Syracuse area. Definitely funky town. Yeah. um and i think directly through lynn at uh, uh collector er, at um syracuse collectors con
1: yeah dot yeah. com yeah through yep. the website for sure yeah yeah so yeah check that out also tuesday stan, stan uh steve tuesday
0: is there something tuesday. happening tuesday like
1: yeah dude you and i are uh sitting down with Eisner award-winning comic book writer G. Willow Wilson
0: oh really oh yeah. I forgot about that no I didn't um yeah. <laughs> It'd be crazy yeah. if you forgot about it I would be just mad out of you. nowhere like, about oh, it.
1: Yeah. What? really holy crap we're doing that I scheduled a thing on Tuesday I can't do that Tuesday well
0: you're doing it my oh friend. no that's been front and center on the calendar since we scheduled it so we're good to yeah. go we are ready to Man. rock and if in all honesty if anyone has anything they would like to ask G. Willow Wilson yeah Feel free to get a hold of us uh, on the socials, um, the Multiverse Support for, I think, just about all the socials at this point. Yeah, Um, you'll find us if not, the the Multiverse Support at gmail.com, the Multiverse Support.com. Uh, best yeah, place to get let a us know
1: yep. we have a lot to talk to her about already do, including um, Seattle
0: Sounders stuff which you're not going to be involved in but apparently she's a diehard fan of the same MLS soccer team that I am so
1: that's true I uh I do follow her on socials and I uh, know that about her um although you're correct I will not be able to participate <laughs> in that line of questioning
0: not, not a huge um, MLS fan buddy
1: <laughs> I like soccer but I don't follow it yeah at all I should
0: even um, if you did, you probably wouldn't follow MLS because most people seem to not do.
1: Well, Steve, if I ever feel like it, I'm gonna come to you and you'll tell me there you um, go where to dive in.
0: We'll be here for you.
1: Um, <laughs> all right, you and G Willow Wilson, yep. Um, yeah, but we'll be talking to her about uh, a lot of her work, including um, Ms. Marvel, who uh, Kamala Khan, who she is the co-creator of. Uh, her work on Poison Ivy, for sure, at DC. That's happening currently, and also her current book, uh, Hunger in the Dusk, which I have not read too much of, but Steve uh, is up to date on, and um, you'll probably lead that line of questioning as well. I also got questions for about like writing and you know general comics industry stuff. So, oh, absolutely, um, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm very excited for that conversation. I was nervous for a while, and now I'm less nervous and just more excited to to dive in. So. After you've
0: done all your homework. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I feel kind of more up to snuff. So yeah, we're talking to her Tuesday, assuming that it will be released on Wednesday. Um, yep. So check your feeds, people check your feeds. Um, and if you want to hear a different interview, you can check your feeds right now for our interview with Jay Stevens, which was like about two weeks ago. Yep. Uh, that was a great time. And go a little further back. You can hear our interview with Simon Burks, another uh, noted comic book creator. So um, yeah, they're out there. You can listen to those in your feeds. Get ready for G Willow Wilson this week. And, uh, Steve, I don't think, I think, is that all the business we got? I think that's all the business we got, I think right? that might be all the business. Well, yeah. if we think of more business, we can shout it out, but... Per the wonderful show notes then, that
0: you put together, that is all the business.
1: Yeah, well, awesome. Um, unless we think of more business, let's dive into some uh, nerdy news reporting.
0: Yeah, I need Kicking like a off. soundboard with a drop for that or something.
1: Yeah, we should make this more like a morning radio show. <laughs> uh, um, yes. And we're talking. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking. St- 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 Star Wars. <laughs> we're do, I need, do I
0: need my like DJ Khaled uh, drops? And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. The horn horn's going to be going off. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. I know, kind of a light week for news, but there was um, a bit of Star Wars news dropping courtesy of uh, noted scooper Jeff Snyder.
0: So, Mike, I don't um, know if you've known our track record, but when you say those two things in subsequent order, that doesn't turn it into a light news week. That just turns it into us talking about Star Wars. Well, it's a
1: light news week. Notice how I didn't say that it's probably going to be a shorter episode this week. <laughs> Fair I feel enough. like I've learned to not say that. Fair enough. Because it never is, folks. It never is, especially when Star Wars is involved. Um, but yeah, there was a, a bit of a rumor this week, earlier in the week, that the uh, the new Jedi Order Ray film, directed by Charmino Bay uh was going to be delayed or possibly delayed indefinitely, removed from the schedule. That like there was trouble with that movie. I don't know where those movie where those rumors came from.
0: Right, directly um, a week after uh obey chinoi like came out and had a whole interview about the movie or at least a yeah, line of questioning a quote or something and... about the movie and it's like yeah what where where's this popping up out of and apparently there
1: was some somebody dug up a quote that she gave like five years ago when she wasn't talking about
0: star wars yeah. and made it look like she was talking about oh, star wars was... and so that might yeah.
1: have caused it too like i, yeah, I didn't even really was... investigate
0: that story but I unfortunately did. And that, that was rough. Like that that's the internet at its worst.
1: Yeah. That's fandom at its worst yeah. for sure. Um, but anyway, um, again, uh, scooper Jeff Snyder heard this rumor and thought to himself, I have not heard anything about that. So he double checked and then he uh, dropped all this information about um, Star Wars. He's doing some like pay per newsletter thing uh you can sign oh, up yeah, for sub-stack it and type pay thing. for it and yeah. you get the scoops ahead of time um smart move on his part especially for someone like him who seems to get so many things <laughs> fed to him that yeah. are end up being right um but uh uh no that it's not true it's not true the movie's still on track uh steven knight is still writing he has not been fired as per rumors suggested sharmino bay chinois is still directing yep. she has not been fired as rumors uh were saying and daisy ridley is still on board um I thought and they were going to
0: recast Ray. Weird,
1: right? Like <laughs> I heard, I heard Jeff Snyder say this too, and he makes a great point. Like, and you know, this was tight. It was also came out this week that she's uh, Ray, uh, Daisy Ridley is getting paid twelve and a half million dollars for this movie, which is a uh, a good payday yeah. for sure. Um, because I mean, I think Daisy Ridley is a tremendous actor, but it's not like she's leading another franchise outside of. Star Wars she hasn't done anything that's like super big yeah. Um, since Star Wars for sure so I doubt she's getting paid twelve and a half million dollars for other movies that she's doing but in this case like you just said Steve they can't recast her like she's got the power in this scenario you right. know it's not like um, I think Snyder said it's not like Marvel's looking for invisible woman and like oh Emma Stone can't do it we'll just go somewhere else start you can't do that she's Ray. this right. movie's gonna be about Ray. you have to get Daisy Ridley that's what You do. Um, So, yeah, she's got the power. She's going to ask for $12.5 million, and she got it. Good for her. Uh, Get that money, girl. Um, Ridley also gave an interview this week saying, uh, quote, once I knew what the story was and everything, I knew it was something I really wanted to do. I think it's a really fantastic exploration of the Star Wars world. It's a really cool way of taking the story on in a bit of a different direction. Now, that is a sentence that I feel like like everything else in the Star Wars fandom probably polarizes a lot of people in Star Wars fandom. I'm sure a lot of people say, ooh, a different direction. Yes, we need a different direction. And a lot of other people say, oh, every time you go in a different direction, it's terrible. So you just got to stick with Luke Skywalker. um, I don't know if they know,
0: but Mark Hamill's old. Sure is. I love Mark Hamill. I love Mark Hamill to death. He's He's also not a young human being. True, true.
1: His character also uh, doesn't have too much to do anymore.
0: And also, yeah, Um, he's... Spoiler alert for The Last Jedi.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you can force ghost him all you want, but, uh, you know, there's only so much that you can do. True. Um, Unless they recast him. And then, you know, like the rumors are. I mean, well, we've seen a... AI recreation of him, but I think they should just recast him. Anyway, that's a different thing. That's a different yeah. thing. Um, I like the idea. I don't, I mean, who knows what she means by taking it in a bit of a different direction. I don't know the extent of that, how different it is, how different could it be. Um, I mean, but this, I think it has to go. I think it has to go in a new direction.
0: I think it, it has it, to. It literally could just be a quote because they're not following up on the Star- Skywalker saga and are going right. like. In like Rey's creating a a Jedi temple and going off into her own thing that could be solving a new new finding a new problem. A new finding a new problem
1: and solving that problem in a new way. Um that's I that's definitely it's definitely what we need in Star Wars for sure. I love the Skywalker saga. I I I love those characters. I love them, but it could be
0: a cameo by the boy band New Direction. Or One One Direction, Direction? sorry. That could be the new direction, is them showing up in the movie. That I don't know if I would have liked quite as much. Probably less. Yeah.
1: Didn't they uh, shoot an sync cameo in Attack of the Clones?
0: Yes, they did. That was what made yeah. me think of it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Yep. I hadn't thought of that in a long time, but it got cut, right? They're not yeah. actually in the movie? Or- no, yeah, it, yeah, it's it
0: the scene's somewhere <laughs> out there, but it, it definitely got cut.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Yep. The most 90s thing you could do.
1: That is definitely something you know, Over you have all like these 2000s. people out here, you have all these Star Wars fans that like hate the sequel trilogy so much and they say if George Lucas had directed it, it would be some master work. Oh, <laughs> That's yeah. like one thing you want to remind those people of. Well, like he thought it was a good idea to put in sync and Attack of the Clones. So I don't know. <laughs> you know, we might as we might as well have one direction in Rise of Skywalker or whatever.
0: And yeah, I mean, like otherwise you have Justin Timberlake as a Jedi, like.
1: Yeah, they were all Jedi, right? They're in that, I, is big that fight what it was? I,
0: yeah, it was in the. the That's arena. what I remember. That's yeah, what I remember were, hearing. The, yeah, they were supposed to be in the arena scene or something like that, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joey Fatone as <is> a. Uh,
1: <laughs> oh come on, Star Wars fans! Yeah, come on. This is what it is. This yep. it's goofy. Yep. It's goofy. This is what it is. That would have been too goofy. Yes, but it was also George Lucas's idea. Right. So. You never know. Never know what you're gonna get,
0: that guy. I mean, like we've always said with Star Wars, take what you like. Yeah. Take what happened and what you don't like. You don't have to like it. It happened. Oh. You just have to and know that it happened and
1: wait for the next thing. Yeah. You know? Um, Snyder also says that uh this movie is look he's guessing that this movie is looking at a release date of late 2026. I guess Lucasfilm has two dates set aside for 2026 for star Wars films. And he's guessing that this one will be late 2026. Whereas the Mandalorian and Grogu movie will be the first or the next star Wars movie that we get, which would be uh, the one that is in May of 2026. So we'll probably get Mandalorian Grogu in May, 2026 and then new Jedi order, Ray movie fall or uh, winter.
0: Yeah. Um, No, just, I I just checked uh, the, the chat after our little rant there um the the one the only Matt Flint is uh is Oh hey house, Matt what's up? Uh and saying that uh a story where it's uh new Jedi Ray versus a situation where it's her versus the world would be safe but also really great for building her character.
1: Yeah, and, that's true.
0: Like that's that's probably the direction they go. Like in my brain that makes sense of like her her finding some new issue Building her character out and then, you know, fleshing it out with other things happening or whatever, or bringing more yeah. backstory in, but doing yeah, something I mean, to I, set up this whole second stage or post sequel trilogy, like non Skywalker saga stuff.
1: Well, it is really interesting that they're, they're not announcing trilogies, they're just announcing new movies. Yep. And I think that's kind of smart. I mean, Star Wars is what established, like, that movies tell stories and trilogies like that's like a thing and it's their thing specifically. Right. It's what we know star Wars movies as, but I also think it's kind of smart to move away from it because then you don't get locked into a, well, now we have to follow up this story with this because this happened like that, you know, that didn't really work out as well for, you know, the sequel trilogy. Um, at least the ending of it is what I'm talking about. I like the first two parts, <laughs> but, um, uh, and yeah, I think it kind of speaks to them taking their time more like, you know, let's just make something that's good and maybe it turns into a trilogy, but we're not going to announce a trilogy right. quite yet. We're not going to put the cart too much in front of the horse. Um, and also, yeah. in doing something different with Ray, I think you, Steve, you and I have talked about this before, but like uh, the, the plot line of, you know, a ragtag group of rebels or resistance fighters has to band together and take on and defeat a, a rising fascist regime or an in power fascist regime. That story always works. It always works because yeah. it's great, but it would also be nice to see something else happen in star Wars to yeah. have like a different, a different uh, plot, you know, different thrust of story moving forward for our character so well, we'll that's
0: see. that's almost why i'm excited about what could be from the ahsoka into thrawn into whatever yeah situation because in the books uh they threat they set up the whole thrawn thing and the conflict with the grisk and the chiss uh the grisk being the modern canon stand in for the yuzhan vong from the old eu which were like extra galactic invaders that were a whole different thing that were completely novel, something we'd never seen in star Wars, but felt star Wars. Yeah. And if they could find a way to set something like that up in the Thrawn trilogy that like they put that whole thing at bay or the, sorry, the Thrawn movie. um, Yeah. I know what you meant for like put that at bay and then they're dealing with that in the sequel trilogy or something along those lines. Sure. Why not? Like, yeah, find some way to do something that, like you said, isn't just the rote, um, you know, me versus the rising fascist yeah. regime, right? Um, yeah, I, just a novel look at things would be maybe fresh, yeah, I agree. Um, uh, but Steve, um, you
1: may well, you may be in, I was gonna say, you may be upset, but you may be in luck by the fact that, according to Jeff Snyder, you are going to get plenty of time for them to build up into that Thrawn, uh, mandoverse yep. film. Because according to Snyder, his best guess is that because Mandalorian and Grogu will be the first one we get, and then May two thousand, uh, sorry, late two thousand twenty six will be the new Jedi Order movie. He's pretty sure that Dave Filoni, through all this time, he's he, right now he's writing Ahsoka season two. He has to do that yep. before he writes his uh, movie that they announced a Star Wars celebration. So his focus right now is Ahsoka Season 2. Then he's going to start developing the Mandoverse movie or whatever you want to call it. So Snyder is guessing that the James Mangold Dawn of the Jedi movie is going to be uh, before the Filoni movie. So he's saying that the James Mangold movie will probably be out in 2027, and the Filoni movie might not happen to 2028.
0: So... See, and that um, I like for the Filoni movie, but I the, the Mando Grogu thing still just well. Here's, if anyone wants to I hear know, a rant on the Mando Grogu thing, yeah. check out last week's episode. Uh, I went off for a bit. The, um, the yeah. biggest
1: debate that Steve and I have ever
0: had, <laughs> the biggest true. and longest
1: yep. we have ever had on this, the history of this show over two years we've been doing this show. Yep. Um, and we didn't not, not, not that it got heated or anything, but like we were back and forth (laughs) yeah we were 100% not on the same page so definitely like go listen to that if you want to hear that uh because it's interesting but I have a question for you Steve because as I remember in our talk last week about the Mandalorian and Grogu movie um you seemed more bothered by the fact that you felt like they were like rushing it to get something out yeah um and I admit that could be very possible, but I don't think it definitely. does It doesn't mean that it's going to be bad, but would you feel better about it if they announced it for like two years from now instead of being like, "Hey, it's happening and it's going in production this year and it's going to be out in, and great, it's going to be great." Like, would you feel better so. about a Mandalorian and Grogu movie if they were like, "Hey, next year, you know, we're we just, we're starting to write a Mandalorian and Grogu movie. You're not going to see it for two years." Would, yeah. that, would that ease it for you? We'd be more excited about that kind of thing. It's just the fact it's the rushness that really bothers you more than anything else. Oh,
0: hundred percent. And uh, I'm yeah. glad that we, uh, we helped Matt out. Apparently he listened to it earlier today and almost went and got his popcorn. Uh, for- <laughs> 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 but, um, but yeah, I think in all honesty, if they'd have announced that, yeah, this is like, even if they, they said like, Hey, it's coming out after Dave finishes the, you know, the yeah. Mando or the Mando verse movie. Um, my I think my biggest gripe was that like it really when they announced it, it just felt like it was the exec saying, hey, we need to get this these these known commodities and get that out now. And I think honestly, that was my biggest issue or one honestly, of I can issues.
1: I can see it being like, again, I don't know that this is true, but I can definitely see it being, you know, Bob Iger yep. telling and Kennedy, you need to get a Star Wars movie in theaters that people will to, see by in 2026 yeah. like you have to do that yep do it and then her going like to the lucas her creative team being like yeah.
0: the, uh, what do you got
1: for me what can we yeah. do that's ready and Charmin Obey Chinoa is like we're not ready and uh james Mangold's like i'm not ready yeah and then she, she turns to Sean, Sean like, Levy's like, what can like, you do i'm still me? still working <laughs> like, on this
0: like yeah i don't
1: yeah, and Favreau's yeah. like, well, I got an idea, yeah. you know, like okay, well, let's do it. Right. You know, I think, I think the fandom got thrown like reflecting back on like our conversation and like I listened to it and stuff and thinking about everything, I feel like the fandom got thrown into a tizzy about that because of the lack of context that was yes. around that announcement. That announcement was like super short. It was like Mandalorian and Grogu movie, directed by John Favreau, Kennedy and Filoni are producing it. Yeah. By the way, Filoni's doing Ahsoka season two. Bye. Right. Like that was it. There was no like, it's going to be this and then Mando season four and then the Falonian. Like, give us
0: like a time right. or like, like if the they had been like, with, like a YouTube this is interview, the series. Or, yeah. Like, yeah, hey, like, here's a talk here's with the, Dave, like explaining yeah. why he wants to do this or whatever. It's just like, yeah. All right.
1: Or go. <laughs> here's an announcement from felonian Favreau explaining the future of the Mandalorian. Like, right. this is the idea and it's going to end here. You know, like, well, that would have been like, oh, okay. So they are planning this. I mean and I'm I'm sure they know how the movie's going to connect to season 4 and they know how that's going to connect to the other movie like yeah. I'm sure they know that but like drop us a little bit of a hint so tell us that you know cuz because they announced it so quickly and the press release was so uh shallow
0: right Well, that's that
1: leads us to think that leads you and me to think like, oh, they're just rushing to this because they need something. But like, you know, give us tell us that there's a plan
0: because we've been burned by you not having a plan in the past. The fact that they had already announced the full slate and then threw this in there was another thing that really irked me of like, all right, we knew there was X, Y and Z happening. And then you're like, uh, all right, this this combination that's already gotten a ton of exposure and is already everywhere in the cultural zeitgeist. Right. You're just throwing a movie out there when yeah. currently where they're left as characters there's no real like literally they they closed the door on the end of season 3. Yeah. And like yeah. where they were on their little ranch.
1: Yeah, like it would have been I mean, not everything works out like this. It would have been cool if they could have tied it into the finale of Ahsoka or something, right. or the premiere of Skeleton Crew, or you know, something right. like that. But it's probably like they weren't sure they they weren't necessarily ready to announce when Ahsoka ended, and they probably would have already been filming or something when Skeleton Crew, you know, was happening. Yeah. So
0: like they, you know, would someone would have found out. Also, Pedro Pascal but, is doing everything right now. When's he going to have time for this?
1: Well, that's my big question is that like we all know that Pedro Pascal is in that suit maybe ten percent of the time. I don't yeah. think he was in the suit at all on season three of Mandalorian. I think they that's why he doesn't take his right. helmet off in Mandalorian season three. I, I think because he was doing Last of Us.
0: Right. So and he's going to be doing Last of Us again. Yeah. So um and potentially cast as Reed Richards. And yeah. potentially in like two or three other movies that he's got on his slate.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, my guess is that it's going to be this similar thing where all he's ADR mostly he's mostly doing voiceover. I got I, I can't imagine that we're not going to see him take his helmet off at least once in right. the Mando Grogu movie. Like, I feel like you have to. I feel like you have to give us Pedro Pascal in a feature Star Wars film. And I feel like he wants to. He probably wants to be like, oh, you're doing a movie? No, I'm showing my face in that thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure he wants to be involved, but I'm sure it'll be a similar thing where he's mostly just doing voice work, which he can do from any studio anywhere, you know, in the middle of playing Reed Richards and filming Last of Us and all that stuff. But he's yeah, in, that dude is in Gladiator too. Oh, is he? Apparently.
0: According oh, wow. to Wikipedia.
1: Yeah, he is blown up right now, and deservedly so. Yeah. Guy's a a mensch. For sure. Um, also, a little tidbit of the about the, speaking of movies that we don't know anything about, Sean Levy has been uh, developing a Star Wars project. Sean Levy is uh, currently finishing up work on Deadpool 3, which will be out this year. And once he is, he'll be pivoting full time to his Star Wars film, from what I've heard. We don't know anything about it, except we did get a little bit of a uh, nugget of information from Jeff Snyder, saying that uh, his source tells him that it's very possible that Ray will be a part of the Sean Levy film as well. Um, cool. Speculation on uh, he he also, and this was, I listened to their, uh, the Hot Mic podcast this week, and he said something about now it doesn't necessarily mean that Daisy really will be playing this version of Ray. It could be a version of Ray that is a lot older. Apparently, they meant, they referenced some rumor about Helen Mirren playing an older version of Ray. Huh. Which I had not heard. That's a very um, older version if, of Ray. Yeah. But if Snyder's referencing it, then, you know, I don't know. Maybe he heard it from somebody credible. I don't know. He's saying that it could be, you know, it's not just because Ray is a part of it doesn't mean that she's the lead of it. Doesn't mean that it's a sequel to the Charmino Bade Chinoy film. Doesn't mean that it's even gonna be the same version or whatever. Right. So um we'll see. I'm interested that that makes me excited because like I like I love the character of Ray. I think that um they kind of I I don't want to go into just bashing Rise of Skywalker, but I think they um
0: Yes let the hate flow through you. (laughs) Yeah I know yeah
1: yeah didn't uh didn't do her very well in Skywalker uh but I love that um they're just embracing her as the as the lead moving forward. I mean, she was a she was the or a lead of that sequel trilogy. And now she's the last Jedi, you know, so like, right, she's the, she's the one. It's her like that. She's earning that twelve point five million. Like it's got to be her and she's going to lead us forward into whatever we are. And, you know, if John Boyer comes back, great. Oscar Isaac comes back. Great. Um, uh, What's his face? Adam Driver comes back as a force ghost. Great. Yeah. But she's the one. She's the one. And I love that they're leaning into that and they're not, they're not like so reactionary to some of the loud misogynist people that hate women in star Wars and that just like, well, let's cool it on like the women. And they're like, no, fuck it. Yeah. She's it's Ray. It's Ray. It's her. She's the lead. We're doing it. So I like that. Uh, any other star Wars thoughts, Steve? before I move on to a other Lucasfilm property.
0: No. All right. Cool. I mean, I'm sure um, there's plenty, but no, not off the top. Yeah. Of my head. I mean, we both have Star Wars thoughts constantly. <laughs> right. Constantly
1: having Star Wars thoughts. Yes. Uh, moving on to a slightly less popular Lucasfilm franchise, American Graffiti. Just kidding. We're not talking about American Graffiti. We're talking about Willow. Oh, no. Just kidding. Just kidding. Indiana Jones. Of course. Of course, it's Indiana Jones. Who'd you think I was talking about?
0: The dog. Come on. The dog? They named the, named the dog, the dog Indiana. Indiana.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Love that dog. <laughs> um, we got a trailer this week. Not for an Indiana Jones movie. going to be a long time before we get another of those, I believe. But for an Indiana Jones video game, which I forgot was happening. I think we uh, maybe learned about it a long time ago. I don't remember. I forgot about I don't- it.
0: I don't, completely eh, We might have heard like rumblings.
1: Yeah. Um, I think there was one episode not long ago where I said, Why aren't they making an Indiana Jones game? And then up and said, Guess what they are? Mm. <laughs> like that's the last thing I remember, but that was months ago. That happens. Um and uh but I forgot about it and I may forget about it again, and I'll we'll get to that in a second. Uh we got a trailer that's uh, called Indiana Jones and the Great Circle. It's title. Can't say do I like that title better than Dial of Destiny? I don't know. It's still not great. It's not great.
0: It's not a it's, great circle.
1: Yeah, it's a meh circle. It's,
0: it's supposedly uh referencing like a circle around the earth that he's investigating.
1: Okay. I don't know.
0: Um I at this point I actually when I first saw it, I was like, Are they just throwing words at a screen to yeah, yeah <laughs> John's title? Dial of <laughs> Destiny, the Great Circle, like what what yeah. are we doing here? But here we are. Yeah. Here we are. Um, I saw the trailer. It looked good. However,
1: it's an Xbox and PC exclusive. And I'm a PS5 guy, so I will not be playing this game. And I'm bummed about that, uh, that I won't be playing this game. Apparently, it was originally going to be also available on PS5. But then uh, Microsoft acquired Bethesda and Machine Games with companies that are making this game. Mm-hmm. And uh, Microsoft decided, no, we're going to make it Xbox and PC exclusive. So our rivals, Sony... Um takes a yeah. hit. Um and I was really sad about that, but I got less sad when I realized that it's primarily a third person game. Like uh or first person game. Sorry.
0: Yeah, it's like, primarily a uh, first person game. Primarily first I am person I'm not game. a huge fan of either.
1: Neither am I. Yeah. It's like a first person shooter but without the shooting. You're like you're right. using a whip and punching people and picking up. Though it apparently uh,
0: the people at machine games were uh, some of those that developed Wolfenstein. So at least they oh, have yeah? the, the history with it. And sure. like, it's going to be well done. Um, yes. However, like I, I, I don't know if it's because I'm an old now, uh, just can't get behind the, the first person. I'm
1: an anymore. old now too, but I've never really liked the first yeah. person uh, vantage point. Apparently the game will switch to third person for certain things. Like, when you're climbing a wall or something, it oh, switches yeah. to third person. Or when you're swinging on your whip. But like, I don't know. I feel like Indiana Jones is such a great looking character. He's such a, a like, there's no other. He's got a. There's no other character that really looks like him. Like he's easily identifiable. Yeah. He's unique to. He's got. He's got a unique look amongst pop culture icons. Yeah. And you're gonna play a whole game and not ever see him. Like I don't know. I mean, you'll see him in cutscenes, cut I guess. Scene. But That's like, pretty
0: much it. it's just not. in his hands. Yeah. It's gonna be it's like just not as exciting, Goldeneye man. back in the day.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. I did play a lot of Halo and Goldeneye back in the day. I sure did play yeah. a lot of Goldeneye uh once upon a time, but I don't maybe, know. Maybe maybe so, that's um, a spin-off podcast. Uh, I still have my 64 set up in the other room. So
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a, a special episode as... of
0: both of us being really bad at Goldeneye.
1: <laughs> I was never really good at it, so I'm sure I'm Same. even worse now, for sure. <laughs> yep. Um uh so yeah, Steve, what do you think of? I mean, we just both talked about how we're not into the first person uh, style, but uh, in general, do you have any thoughts about the this game? The no, trailer I mean, looks
0: good. Yeah, the trailer looks fine. I could play it on PC. Um, it's like I, I may try it out, but also like might wait for like a Steam sale or something and just give it a go there. Yeah, um, yeah. it looks I'm sure, you know, if that's what you're pining for, it looks good uh i'd be curious like the stories i guess it's effectively like uh uncharted in yeah in style in indie form yeah. um yeah like in indie and skin I, over yeah Nathan drake
1: and i saw people online saying like oh if you're mad about the first person thing you just go play uncharted i was like yeah i know i guess it would be a lot like uncharted but I kind of wouldn't care. Like I would love, <laughs> right? Just Uncharted, but with Indiana Jones. Like I would love that. I would love. That's what the yeah, game like, should be. Nathan I love Drake's
0: that. fine and a great character and all that. Yeah, but like, it's indie.
1: Like Uncharted <laughs> is a ripoff of Indiana Jones. Hundred percent. So if you're making an Indiana Jones game, why lean away from the thing that was inspired by you? Yeah. You should just do a better version of that. And I know it's hard because Uncharted games are great, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like that would still sell. I feel like that would still be successful but like i said later i'm on a ps5 so. guy so i'm not going to play it probably even if it was a third person game i probably wouldn't play it yeah so but i will miss playing it less because of the style they have chosen to make it in a quick dc story for you tonight anya shalotra will be voicing the character of cersei in creature commandos creature commandos DC animated adult animation show coming out this year sometime back half of 2024. It'll be the first entry in James Gunn's new DC universe. I'm very excited for it. See what happens there. Um, Anya Shalotra currently plays Yennefer of Vengerberg in the Netflix Witcher series, a series that I have not seen one episode of. So First season was good. Um, that's right. Yeah, you watched it for a little bit, right? Yeah. Is this character in the first season? Did you yeah. see Anya yeah. Shalotra? she good? Yeah. Fine. All right. Cool. Um, uh, why is this exciting? Because Cersei, the character of Cersei, is an evil sorceress and a big villain in the DC universe, mostly known as a Wonder Woman villain, uh, which makes me wonder, no pun intended, uh, if we will see this character pop up in the Paradise Lost the mascara series that has been announced it's an hbo max original series played by Anra Shilotra. because james gunn has said that they want whenever possible the people that voice the characters in animation to play them in live action as well and right. they keep that in mind when casting so clearly james gunn wants anya Shilotra to play uh cersei in live action should that character ever come into play right and um she's a great villain she's like i like um wonder woman's obviously a great character i enjoy wonder woman when she's dealing with like dark magic weirdness because i like dark magic weirdness there's a whole (laughs) uh run of justice league dark where she is in charge of the justice league dark and working alongside zatanna and swamp thing and you know dead man and all this um and so I would love to see Cersei introduced. I was hoping that Cersei was going to be in um, Wonder Woman 1984 when there was that whole, like, magic wishing rock thing. I was like, ooh, maybe they're going to reveal that Cersei is behind this. And then they just didn't tell us who was behind it at all. And it was just a magic wishing rock uh, with no explanation. Hmm. Good times. Anyway, Steve has left the room, so it's just, it's just us. It's just us. If there's anything that you want to say about Steve without him hearing it, tell me right now. Oh my God. Really? Wow. I never noticed that about him, but I'll definitely notice it next time. Um, cool. Is there anything that I want to say about Steve while he's out of the room so he doesn't hear it? I think he's a kind and helpful and wonderful person. And I'm happy to be doing this podcast with him forever. That's right. Forever. Forever. Um, I can't vamp anymore. I don't know what else to say, but I do have to take a sip of my drink. And again, Steve's not back. So, oh, he just sat down. So he's going to be able to put his headphones on. His headphones are on and he can talk now. Cause I have to drink. Except he's muted. So it didn't work. We almost timed that perfectly, oh, but you were muted. <laughs> I even said stuff. I... Yeah, I know you did. I saw those lips moving. But... Yeah. Where'd where'd we end Um, up? um, I was just saying that uh, I think Cersei is a great uh, villain because she's magic related and um, could pose um, a different threat to the Amazons or Wonder Woman if she uh, turns up on a future Wonder Woman project. But um, Hmm. I think it would be cool if she was in the uh, uh, Max series, yeah.
0: Or dare I say, one of the weaknesses of one Clark Kent.
1: Ah, that is true. That is true. Superman susceptible to magic and all its forms, uh, as well as Supergirl.
0: Yeah. So. The woman of tomorrow, know. dare I say. Um, uh, You dare. You yeah, do dare. That's uh, a yeah, Car- creature commando is still really. Uh, Adam, it, it, it intrigues me, um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it, it Matt brought up in the chat about the art style and like seeing more we've only seen a couple of stills from it or like really concept. just the one still, I think was, yeah, I, I can the only the think one, of the one the one concept the group shot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like where this is going to go animation wise could drastically change how much I enjoy it. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm going to watch it. No yeah. Matter oh what. yeah. I know you're going to be tied in, but like
1: based on that one still, it kind of looks similar to the invincible animation. Yeah, sort of. Um, which I don't I don't love I think it's okay I think it's good it's watchable I you know it's not like it would take a lot for the animation to be such styled in a way that I find it to be unwatchable Yep. um and certainly James Gunn doesn't want the first project from his new DCU to be considered unwatchable <laughs> so no that would no, not be not. a great uh not not a great first first foot forward there um uh so yeah Anya Shalotra Circe I hope that um, I don't know, I hope we see her in live action sooner than later. I also hope that we get a legit Wonder Woman thing announced
0: by James Gunn. Right. But um, that's a series that may or may not happen. Yeah. At
1: the same time. I mean, there's no reason. I mean, <laughs> I almost said there's no reason to assume that these things aren't going to happen. Uh, and then I realized that we're talking about Warner Brothers. So very good reason to assume these things aren't going to happen um right i just have the- i have more faith in james gunn leading dc studios than anyone else that has ever made a dc movie right. <laughs> or announced a dc movie i should say yeah so um but it is interesting i wonder when i wonder when we will get a more announce a more announcements from james gunn about things they're doing because there's still so much to know about the things he already announced like yeah he's still doing so much work uh assumedly behind the scenes it's not just casting Superman legacy he's probably dealing with showrunners and writers for the Themyscira show for the Green Lantern show for the Booster Gold show he's talking to James Mangold about Swamp Thing and like he's the head of that studio so he's got to be monitoring all this work Mm -hmm. um and as much as i want to know what the other projects are on his slate i feel like i would rather i'd rather just hear more about the ones he already announced because that will give me more it'll give me less cause for concern like you just said is this going to happen whether or not things are going to happen if i right. know oh there's a showrunner oh there's cast for the paradise lost show oh some this person has been cast as hal jordan or whatever right like oh okay so these things are actually happening and they're moving forward and good yeah now announce more projects now that i know that these things are actually going to happen but um you know i still have faith in james gunn he's taking his time and that's all fine and good and wonderful
0: you know what i don't have faith in
1: steve that was the exact segue that i was gonna say my friend (laughs) exact same segue (laughs) well the answer mike is sony sony I don't even understand this story, Steve. I nope. don't understand this. I don't understand this.
0: <laughs> no, no, it makes but, no sense.
1: This is another thing that came out this week. We're talking about the next super, ne- it's the next superhero movie we're getting. I think right?
0: so. It's the next one that Big comes superhero to my movie. brain.
1: Everyone's excited about Madam Web coming sure. out in February,
0: Valentine's Day. There are tens of them that are excited about Madam yeah. Web.
1: I'm excited in a in a way. That way is just that I can't imagine what it's gonna be. No. We've only yeah. seen that one trailer and it looks wild and weird and maybe bad, but interesting, like we talked about.
0: Right. Looks there, interesting but bad. There's enough meat on the bone that I want to know what's happening. However, yeah. I will probably go see this movie in a the theater. I probably I think I might. I uh <laughs>
1: hey, let me check my uh, schedule real quick here. Uh, I might I because I... it's free. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I have a platinum discount ticket for movie taverns. So we should go and do a, a live out of the theater
1: reaction. That's what we should do. Yeah. on like social or something. We should do that.
0: Brian, settle. Uh, Bri- Brian's in the chat as well. Settle Jesse up and let's go make a uh, horrible movie reaction.
1: Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, no, anyway. I, and it may, uh, that said, it may be fine. Yeah, but it might be. But nothing that I've seen makes me think that I should There's have some, hoped that it's fine.
1: There are some very talented actors in this movie. Oh, 100%. Very talented actors in this movie. Dakota Johnson, I think, is a great actor. Yep. Um, so I'd see it just for her.
0: Yeah. Sydney Sweeney's uh, been good in what she's done. Sydney Sweeney's great. Isabella
1: uh, Merced, Emma Roberts. Isabella Merced is everywhere, yeah. dude. Oh, yeah. Like, I just keep seeing her name pop up as being
0: cast in things. Adam Scott. Um, Mike Epps. Adam Scott. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's there's options. Yeah, it's a good cast. It's a good cast.
1: Uh, but I don't know if it's gonna be a great movie. And here's the uh, this is what I don't I this like I said that I don't understand this story. I don't really understand what they mean by this. Apparently I get parts of it. Apparently the original idea on the Sony side of things was to have Andrew Garfield be the Spider-Man of the Sony universe, which is something that fans talked about after No Way Home came out. Apparently, the studio thought that could be possible as well. And I guess Madam Web was constructed in order to service that idea in some way. Huh? I don't really get that. As in, like, Madam Web was going to take place in the 90s. And, I mean, we had heard rumors that Adam Scott is playing Ben Parker, like Uncle Ben. Right. But like a younger version of Uncle Ben. So therefore Peter would be a lot younger. So if Madame Webb took place in the 90s, it would have to correspond to whatever age Andrew Garfield's Peter would have been at that time, right? So I guess that was the original idea, but then they changed their idea and said that it should be it should line up with Tom Holland, who is younger than Andrew Garfield, so they did a bunch of reshoots specifically to adjust the timeline of Madam Web and erase all the references to the 1990s that they had in the film. Makes total sense. What? I don't... But is Spider-Man going to be in this movie? No. I don't think so. He's not in any other ones. He's not in Venoms. I don't know, He's not did- in Morbius.
0: We didn't not... we did get an official runtime. So this movie will be 1 minute and 52 seconds of mess. 1 uh, minute and 52 seconds? Well, one can hope. 1 hour <laughs> and 52 minutes, however, uh, yeah. is the actual runtime.
1: Just under 2 hours. That's not bad. Yeah. That's fine.
0: But so... it is the longest Sony movie today. True. Longer than But New it also has a lot of
1: characters. Like it's got it's got to set up a lot of characters, yeah. I think. Uh there's also no post-credit scene. I read so. Don't bother sticking around, people. No post credit scene. So everything I just said, I don't know if it means anything. I don't think it means anything at all. I don't think Andrew Garfield's going to be this movie. I don't think Tom Holland's going to be. This movie. I don't think Spider Man's going to be. No, at all. So, um, sure, sure. I also don't think it's smart of them to be chasing Tom Holland when. He's only in the ones that Disney does. He's not in the Sony ones. Again, I don't know why he's not in the Sony ones. It makes no sense to me that he's not all over those Sony say, that's, ones. That's Sony owns been Spider-Man.
0: Then your, <laughs> your biggest is like the fact that they're making all these spider movies without a Spider-Man.
1: Well, that's stupid to begin with. That's stupid to begin with. But then why are you bending over backwards to service the idea of possibly having a Spider-Man in it? Like... No Way Home made it pretty clear that Venom is not in that universe. Venom is not in the same universe as Tom Holland. So, why? Just make it Andrew Garfield, even if Andrew Garfield's not in it. Just, who cares? Who cares? I don't know what you're doing, Sony. But, none of it seems to be smart. Anyway, I want to be done talking about that. I don't have anything else to say about Madam Web, but I do have a comic book to review. Do you have a comic book to review this week, Steve? Do I? I think I
0: do. Oh, I do.
1: I do. You also probably read fifteen for your um, one thousand comics in twenty twenty four. Yeah, getting getting close to that. Nice. Um, I'll go first. I didn't even have a book last week to review, so I read Miguel O'Hara Spider Man two thousand ninety nine number one. Nice. Uh, it's written by hometown boy Steve Orlando. Artist is Dev Malia Pramnik, Color artist Raúl Angulo, and letters by Corey Petit. Um, It's been a long time since I've read a Miguel O'Hara Spider-Man 2099 book. And I know that Steve Orlando kind of staked his claim on this character recently. I feel like he's written a lot of 2099 Spider-Man, a lot of Miguel O'Hara. I feel like once or twice a year, he does like a four issue miniseries that comes out, bam, 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 bam once a week. He did this last year and he's doing it again this year. Um, cause I think issue like three or four is coming out this week. Like it's already like, we're already into this. Right. Um, but, uh, this is issue one of this mini series. Um, it involves zombies and horror elements. I think I remember we talked about this when they announced that he was going to do this cause this is like a very, it's like leaning into horror a lot. This series um, and I think Miguel O'Hara fits that as well, being sometimes a vampire himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Blade of 2099 is in this issue as a cameo from, very short cameo from Ghost Rider 2099. This is great. I like this a lot. Having not, um, like I said, I haven't read this character in a long time, um, but uh, I really dug this. And it kind of stands as a one shot. Like they do set up, Maybe something, another thing that's going to happen. But if I like this, it's not a cliffhanger. It definitely wraps up the story of this book for sure. Um, It moves really fast. It gets a lot done. There's actually some pages that I was very impressed with the amount of information and storytelling that they were conveying on one page. Like, as someone who uh, also writes comics, I was like, whoa, I feel like that's a trick I should remember. Like, cutting back and forth between uh, storylines on each panel as they go down like i never think to do this
0: stuff like that but right you know oh, you only they, got a certain like, amount of room and you're next to each other they're
1: yeah yeah they're like you're trying to cover a again. lot of ground it's not like not like this page is spider-man and the next page is blade it's like nope we're getting through this entire okay. story that could be easily could be two pages we're doing this on one page um but it didn't feel rushed it didn't feel like they were trying to squeeze too much in it felt fast-paced for sure but in a way that i found like exciting and fun Yeah. And um, it was really good. And the next one is going to have Moon Knight of 2009 in it um, and uh, Dracula as well. Um, And the series is a five issue series. Sorry. It's going to be, there's going to be some kind of werewolf and some kind of looks like man thing is going to show up in the fifth issue as well. So, yeah, yeah, jump on it. Steve Orlando, Miguel O'Hara, Spider Man, 2099, It's out there right now. uh, And it's very good. It's very good. If you like this character, if you saw him in Beyond Beyond the Spider Verse, no, that's the third one, Across Spider Verse. You want more? Check it out, Spider Man,
0: two thousand ninety nine.
1: There you Not go. Right now. What do you got this week?
0: I have uh, the one shot that's become a recurring one shot uh, annually from Marvel, Timeless, the twenty twenty three version. Uh, this is the Doom variant cover, which is a killer okay. cover. But uh, the story uh, this year revolves around a. Power Man that has truly become Power Man and absorbed the powers of various characters, including like Hulk and Sentry and whatnot. Oh. This is this is set far in the future. Okay. Um, and a war with the aforementioned Moon Knight. Oh, but not the Moon Knight you would expect. Uh, not Mark Spector slash any of his alters. Um, yeah, it is actually the body of Danny Rand whoa uh so not who i thought you were gonna say at no. all <laughs> so somehow luke cage uh power man has the powers of the iron fist uh danny rand is the immortal moon knight uh wow. a construct of Kanchu that is uh somehow tied up in all this um complete and utter mess um overall a very very entertaining book uh written by colin kelly uh and jackson lanzig and art by juan cabal um it it was it's i mean it's a very uh visually catching of course i open up to the ad page but um (laughs) you know like uh, even the representations of moon knight and that like clean oh yeah cool clean art, very uh You know, easy, easy to follow, but still some solid like splash pages and full page art that uh, that conveys kind of what you're what you're looking for. Um, Overall, a pretty decent, decent book Um, as a one shot. It was just like, okay, this is a story. Um, Yeah, there was a whole lot of apparently uh, these have turned into kind of foreshadowing for the next year in Marvel Comics. Oh, really? So uh, there were a couple things that, you know, hinted at where Marvel's going with a couple things. And uh, yeah, overall, it's it's very, it was it was solid for a single issue story. Nice. Wild very, premise. very confusing to grasp for the first quarter of the book. And then yeah. once you get it, it was like, oh, okay. All right. I'm seeing yeah. something here.
1: I feel like, um, you know, I have my own ideas for my own comic book uh stories but anytime I always struggle when I think like oh what would I do with Batman or what how would I write Spider-Man or something yeah um but I feel like you know like in that situation I feel like someone was just like well what if this character had this other character's powers like just completely sidestep any kind of quote-unquote reality oh, of yeah. the character just like well what if iron fist was really moon knight and luke Cage was iron fist what's that story you know yep um i never think like that maybe i should <laughs> just be like no let's make it bananas um
0: yeah this was definitely uh, out cool. of left field yeah like what, the whole um, thing the whole thing starts with luke cage like um uh, i guess shuttling or ushering a group of refugees across a desert and then Khonshu or an avatar of Kanchu comes and tries to give them gifts and it, it sets the concept conflict up quite well yeah. and then just goes very confusing from there and it was like it was great but it was like okay we're in for a ride like you, yeah, kn- you knew up. you were in for like having to pay attention to every panel when you yeah open that book. So,
1: um, speaking of opening books, Ooh. Steve, one thousand comics in two thousand twenty-four. Give me a highlight from the last uh,
0: couple books that you've read this week. Uh, highlight of the week was probably Avengers Twilight by Chips and Darcy. Oh yeah, Daniel Acuna. turned out good. Um, yeah, I was very surprised. Like premise-wise, I was like, I don't know how they're going to do this or what they're going to do. um very novel look at it you're looking at the like it's written from steve's perspective uh Mm -hmm. as he's gotten older and is depowered like is no longer super soldier serumed. um oh wow he ends up meeting a depowered luke cage and um where his his indestructible skin has basically made it so he has to walk around with a cane uh because it's just old and doesn't it's like not flexible not anymore moving. so it's yeah, yeah. just like wow yeah. crotchety around and like an old matt Murdock, and um hmm. it's a very very weird take on it but zadarski definitely um gives it his spin and his feel uh a very well told tale um surprised the hell out of me i was i i bought it on a whim thinking the concept was cool and then it was like yeah. you know i really like this awesome um so yeah that was uh that was the highlight of the books this week books this week uh i am currently because i was on the road all day today three behind Mm -hmm. my target uh but you know that's an easy catch up when you've yeah got a shelf of things to catch up um yeah yeah uh i'll let you know when i need to start breaking into yours Okay, but yeah. uh we hit Avengers Twilight, we hit Cobra Commander number one, which was a great single oh, yeah. issue, uh continuing the Energon stuff. Uh cable number one, which is a less than great single issue. Uh mm. okay. <laughs> I I was talking to um talking to a friend at uh I was talking to a friend at a friend's house. Um, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Kid get together, bunch of the parents were talking, ended up talking yeah. about cable and how don't particularly love uh, ever love the characterization of old cable with young cable. Um, yeah. And this, this kickoff has, you know, old Nathan Summers talking to the younger iteration that has shown up. And it's like, hey, just give me, give me classic cable.
1: Yeah. It's like too crazy. Yeah. Like give
0: yeah. me the old cable. Um, yeah. Uh, invincible airman 14 was solid. Uh, high Republic, Kevin Scott continues to kill it. um, and then I uh, I did uh, a crazy thing, Mike. I started rereading the original run of the uh, Uncanny X-Men. Oh, yeah? So uh, if you remember first. last year, you uh, happened to find a wonderful garage sale and picked up for your podcast co-host the collected editions of I sure did. the uh, Uncanny X-Men Volumes 1 through 5, I believe it's like 94, well it's giant size number 1 through maybe like 130 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, So I started diving into that because it's been a long time. Awesome. A long time. Uh, Long time. And so dove into giant size 1 and then uh, issues 94 and 95 of the Claremont run. So You'll be seeing a lot of the x-men volume one on there but, awesome uh yeah it, it it made me remember why i love those characters too oh that's like, great you that's you great. realize how when you break into books that are of that vintage it's yeah. like how simplified things were back then and how it was right. like this is peter s he's a russian dude we're gonna yeah. show stereotypical russian things on the screen right. with yeah. his <laughs> stereotypically Russian family and this yeah. is Kurt Wagner who's in Germany and being persecuted because he's blue and looks like it's a demon devil looking and guy. Yeah. Professor X is gonna magically show up out of nowhere and magic him back to the <laughs> it's yeah. like that's all you need huh it can yeah. be that simple and still be, be that simple. good yep and it's like at the same time I'm like am I giving it the grade I'm giving it because it's a good issue or because I have the nostalgia of this right. is where these guys came from. Right. And yeah. then the introduction of Krakoa in Giant oh, Size yeah. 1. Sure. Because that's yeah. the enemy, um, which yeah. is hilarious thinking now on new Krakoa and like the whole where it all ended up um, as we currently are in X-Men. Um, if you ever want to know all the ins and outs of X-Men, go listen to the ridiculously crazy podcast because they've been doing it for so long. But uh Jay and Miles explain the X-Men uh will give you a way too in depth version of all of these yeah. things. Um wow. more so than we God can possibly do guys. that. But uh yeah. yeah. The it's all in all, very, very uh very, very happy to be back into the classic X-Men. Nice. Solid you, week uh, then. Yeah. Do you read anything uh read anything this week? Oh,
1: just some uh stuff by the one and only G. Willow Wilson. Um, uh, doing, doing your homework. Some uh, homework. Yeah. For the interview. Um, I guess to say, my wife finally picked up the copy, my copy of Strange Adventures that had been sitting on uh, her nightstand oh. for months, a long time, mm-hmm. trying to get her to read it. Um, she read the whole thing in like two hours. She flew through it. And wow. um, at first, she was like just reading it because she had some time. And then it was like, um I'm going to finish this today. This is great. I need yep. to finish this today. It's so good. So So I, I need to uh, crack the one that's over there. You really do. Yeah. It's so good, man. And just like I was just like looking over her shoulder, like, where is she? Oh, whoa, <laughs> she's
0: there. <laughs> oh, okay. Yep. I gotta walk away.
1: I <laughs> don't want to distract her. Um, so that was great. That was cool to see. Um and uh, I am going uh, on a bit of a long weekend getaway uh, with my wife's family this weekend. I might have mentioned it before. Yep. Um, and uh, I, they're all going skiing. I am not a skier, so I will not be doing that. I will have some downtime. So <laughs> I'm going to bring some books with me and hopefully uh, fly through all of them.
0: Nice. I just drove and, 10 hours today uh, to, to go around. get ski boots. So I am definitively awesome. a skier. <laughs> Nice, congratulations! Uh, yeah, five hours up, five hours back. It was great. Wow, um, a long drive. Yeah, uh, let me know if you need any additional books for your trip because there's a whole stack of stuff over here you haven't read.
1: If I did, I'd let you know, but I definitely don't. <laughs> I have
0: tons <laughs> You're the same of but I collected have. Cool.
1: editions and graphic novels just sitting. Like I have my shelf, but all the ones I haven't read yet, I have like pulled out mm-hmm. a little bit so I don't forget. And there's Quite a few.
0: I around. did that, and then my six-year-old decided to be like, "Oh, well, let's push all these back." I was like, oh, "Yeah, cool. that
1: has happened to me as well." Like, some of them are like, some of them are obvious. Like, yeah. I, you know, um Wonder, like uh Wonder Woman, Historia is like big and beautiful and sitting right there, and I right. know that I'm going to grab that one. I know I haven't finished Alan Moore. I got one more volume of Alan Moore's thing. I got one more, a few more Sandmans to get through. So, like, I've still got to finish Supergirl. Like. Supergirl, is another one that I haven't yeah. gotten to. I got uh, um, a physical copy of Superman uh, All Star Superman, um, which classically I've said on the show before. I've read digitally twice, and I haven't loved it. Right. So I'm hoping that uh, this physical copy will turn me around on it. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I think after the well, X Men,
0: after the X Men, my next hits. Uh, I've got. Rorschach, Strange Adventures, and Supergirl over there, as well as yeah. that first trade of Nightwing, the Taylor run.
1: Yeah, so um, you got a Tom King trilogy. Yeah, plus a bit of a some Tom Taylor Nightwings. Awesome. Yep.
0: So that'll be great. I uh, got that, and then um the collected of Lamir's Moon Knight, which I was debating rereading prior yeah. to starting this whole thing, but mm, now that, it's going to happen. It. it it will happen at some time this year. It's just a matter of whether I do that now or like that's not one I haven't read. So I'm, I guess, like in my brain, I'm like, I should probably get through the stuff I haven't read first. Yeah. Yeah. So before I start rereading.
1: Yeah. Speaking of things we haven't read, oh. what is coming up this weekend? Not this weekend, this week, this Wednesday, your local comic book store. You got DC's, Amazon's, Attack. Batman the Brave and the Bold, number nine, Damn Them All, number 12, Detective Comics, number 1081, James Tinian's the fourth, Dracula, number four, The Flash, number five, Ghost Machine, number one, Green Arrow, number eight, Harley Quinn, number 36, The Immortal Thor, number six, Junior Baker, The Righteous Faker, also by James Tynion, the Fourth, number five, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, number 116. The Penguin, number 6. Power Girl, number 5. Punisher, number 3. Red Sonja, number 7. Spawn, number 349. Spider-Woman, number 3. Superior Spider-Man, number 3. Star Trek Defiant, number 1. Star Wars Thrawn Alliances, number 1. Titans Beast World, number 5. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, number 147. And X-Force, number 48. Plus, so many other great books. Steve. Am I correct in that Star Wars Thrawn Alliances is a comic book retelling of the Timothy Zahn Thrawn trilogy?
0: It is I a like I read that somewhere. It is a retelling of the Thrawn Alliances trilogy.
1: Okay. Which is different, different
0: than the Year to the Empire okay. trilogy and different than the the new Canon Thrawn trilogy.
1: Okay. Never mind then. I don't know what any of those things are. Yeah. So I read retelling of Thrawn Trilogy and I assume first one. Uh, but I was wrong. Are, so are so, you someone who has you're someone that has read all those trilogies, I believe. Yes. All those in Thrawn novel books. form. Right. Are you excited about a comic book adaptation of the Thrawn Alliances
0: books? I am mildly excited about it for people like you that will not read the novel. Um because right. they are like the especially Alliances was a very good story. Um yeah. the that one is um that was from the original that's the number two issue signed by zan um oh yeah from the original retelling of the new thron trilogy uh they put that out in graphic novel form as well um and then dark horse back in the day had done the or the empire stuff so this is the i guess the the graphic novelization of the latest of zan's trilogies so
1: Yeah. Uh, What time period in Star Wars do those take place? Like during uh, the Rule of the Empire or pre-New Hope or like during the original trilogy? So
0: the original Thrawn trilogy, like Air of the Empire, which was the EU one, was post-Return of the Jedi. The the original Thrawn trilogy is, I believe, well, it kind of flits back and forth between because um, that's the one where it's revealed that Thrawn knew Anakin and Vader. Okay, yeah. Uh and then so that it kind of fits in a bunch of different like parts of the timeline at various points. Um but primarily the I guess post Return of the Jedi and then pre hmm. or yeah, pre Revenge of the Sith, post Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Kind of bounces right. between the two. So and then cool. Thrawn Alliance is, is partnership with vader so
1: oh cool okay yep nice uh maybe i'll have to dive into that or wait for a collective check yeah out. that'd be cool um no one shots tonight steve i think that's all we got i don't have anything else i thought you had a one Anything on to there. wrap up with
0: Am I going that's crazy I, I swear I had. you had, you had one-shot a one shot
1: i don't think i had a one shot is there news that i missed
0: uh, where did I see that, that I'm going mildly insane? What was the, um,
1: just was the fandom Star Wars, DC Marvel, uh, Lord of the Rings, Dr. Who, Star Trek, Game of Thrones.
0: It was, oh, the three actors testing for the role of Supergirl.
1: Oh, we talked about that last week. Yeah.
0: That was, that must yeah. have been a residual, and I did not delete that. So yeah. that was in my notes. That it shouldn't be. All hey right guys, then. if you didn't see last week, uh, there's three different actors uh, looking,
1: <laughs> testing for Supergirl,
0: which That's primarily right. will be two of them because one of them is the existing voice actor. Well, be, you
1: can't yeah. say it never happens because uh, I didn't say this last week, but. I don't remember any of those actors' names that are testing for Supergirl, but Ooh, one R&R of them Swarm, is... Right. And hmm? Millie alcock mm, Yeah, that sounds familiar. Uh, but one of them is uh, voicing Supergirl in a few uh, recent yeah. animated DC projects. And you might think that, that means she's not going to get cast as Supergirl um, in live action, but uh, Zoe Kravitz uh, voiced Catwoman in the Lego Batman movie. And here she is now our Catwoman in um, live action, Robert Pattinson Batland.
0: There you go. So
1: you never know. It could happen. Stranger things have happened.
0: Uh, Stranger things happened at least four times. Yeah. It's going to happen one more time and then
1: we're going to be done with it. for.
0: This is true until there's a spinoff because yeah. there inevitably will be a spinoff.
1: Oh yeah. Netflix is going to milk that be, as much as they can. Milk that cash cow right into the ground. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, anyway, back to me not having anything else. I don't. So I think uh, I'm good to wrap up if you are, Steve. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, Like I mentioned earlier, get a hold of us on the socials, uh, themultiversupport.com, multiversupport at gmail.com, multiversupport.com for all your multiverse reporting needs. Uh, Feel free to give us a review on Apple Podcasts. uh, Follow us, subscribe on uh, YouTube, and, you know, Leave us a review. Let us know how you think we're doing. Give us some feedback.
1: Yeah. If it's a five star review, we'll read it. Yeah. Even unless it's uh, you know, hurtful or in bad faith. Um, but uh we'll read it. You just want us to like promote something on our show, give us a five star review and we'll read it. And we're our hands are tied. Yeah.
0: We'll promote it if it's five stars. We have we have officially committed to it numerous times.
1: Yeah. Numerous times. No one takes us up on it, which is uh, annoying, I got to say. Um, one other thing that I will say, another reminder, Tuesday, we're talking to G. Willow Wilson. So watch your feeds. Make sure you are, you are subscribed, whether you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or just on YouTube or Spotify, however you listen to this. Subscribe, like, watch your feed for G. Willow Wilson have not confirmed whether or not there'll be a video aspect to that uh, interview. I have to confirm that. Um, uh, But it will definitely be audio. But anyway, like and subscribe. So uh, you'll hear it when it's out. Most likely Wednesday, you'll hear it in your feed. So uh, that's coming up and I think that's it. So until next time, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you in the multiverse.